so fly, I just don't shit my K when it bought me a safe and it came with a ring. Yeah. Got some new money when bought me a K. You see how the VV to jump out the face? Put that dope in the trap and cook on me a cake. We fly to Cuba to fuck up some moolah. Pour some pour up, my dude, we bullet. Y'all we pull up the minutes, it's bullet. I'll take him. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Building Greatness, The Warrior Way, a Westcliff University Athletics podcast. As always, I'm joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermet, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. And as always, we like to start with our fast facts today. I've got a litany of interesting sports facts. We sometimes call this one Stump Sean as well. But our fast facts today has to start with Michael Jordan. Mm. I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting that at the time, this was 1994, the Bulls and White Sox owner Jerry Reinsdorf continued to pay Michael Jordan his reported four point, uh, pardon me, $4 million basketball salary while he was playing baseball. So they kept him on the payroll. They were smart because I think they were probably hoping or anticipating a return to basketball. Do you think that's the, tr- the truth? Yeah, you know, I mean... Yeah, plus he was underpaid. They knew that. You know what I mean? So he's a businessman. He understands. He's he's a, a shrewd businessman at that, you know, but I think he understood what he had in Michael, and uh, Michael was giving both organizations a shot in the arm. So oh, yeah. he knew he was going to make that money back. So it was an easy call. Four million, that's like four bucks, you know, in that <laughs> transaction. Do you think... Do you think the the top athletes today make more money off the court than they do on the court or on the field of play? You know, I surely do believe that because of social media and mm. all the branding and all the companies and how you can self-brand your your likeness and you can get involved in a lot of different things. I think technology has allowed that to happen cuz now you're hitting a global appeal, you know, versus when, you know, you was in the 80s. I mean, Michael did a good job with that, but you needed other companies and corporations to help push that. Now athletes can just take whatever content they want. And with followers of IG and, and, and other platforms, Twitter and, and, you know, Facebook for the old folks, you know, but it's still great. You know, it's still it's still a good platform. I'm just teasing. But, you know, normally athletes have younger followers from 18 to what, 25 to, you know, maybe 30 demographic, you know, that's really true. Have the fandom. Right. So, you know. Um, you know, um, Twitter is, is awesome. I think Instagram, I think uh, Snapchat and, and some of the other things probably help out the TikTok kind of thing, right? The Tiki sure. Talk. Is that what so, it is? so do you think the athletes of earlier eras are underappreciated because they have less exposure? Absolutely, because you got to go back in the reference section. Come on, Sherman, I'm going to tell my age, but you have to go back to the library. It's probably on Microfish or something like that to, to find out <laughs> what these guys did. You know, old black and whites getting restored in video. I think, you know, I, I don't think because it's a less appreciation of that era, but I think, you know, we're in a business of sports now, whereas now or next, you know, you're not looking and reflecting back. It, you know, sports don't allow you to do that when, you, when you're chasing greatness. So, mm-hmm. you know, unless it's brought back in remembrance, most people, yeah. you know, wouldn't know what it is. You know, and some yeah, I, sad thing about it, Sherm, is in the next 10 years, people won't know about Michael Jordan either. Right. Yeah, that's this true. Is last. Although, you rim. know, what? I, I, you know, his legacy is going to go. I mean, people yeah, but still I mean, know about but, Babe but Ruth. Like, as they much know about as, the greatest. As much as they do, though, Sherm, like I agree with you. They know about Babe Ruth and all those kind of things. But. I mean, we talked about 44 in baseball. Is he really appreciated? If they didn't bring that day back every year, would he would, would he have been slipping through the cracks? You know, and then some of the other guys, you know, like in baseball who were really good, you know, you know, Ty Cobb, because he has an award, he may be recognized a little bit more. But just think of some of the guys off the beaten path that was excellent, that, that won't be remembered, not because they wasn't great. It's just because the era, you know, we just celebrate mm-hmm. – uh, highlights now, you know, not the historic value of everything, but um, that's just mm-hmm. my humble opinion about it. But no, no, that it makes sense, and I understand. When I was a kid growing up, I couldn't wait to get the paper in the morning so I could open up the sports right. section and go go to the box scores and and see who did what in what sport because that was the that was the only form. News, aside newspaper from, clippings were the only way we were going to get our stuff, and, and that was and it. We everybody had. Um, you know, a book to put it in, scrapbook, right? Scrap, do you have, do you have those? I, I do. Did you know, you, they're at my grandma's you have house. Yours? Yeah, they're at my okay. grandma's house uh, with everything else. Um, I won't um, take them away. My kids asked about them. 
hey, why don't you bring them home? Uh, it allows me to tie back to home. So I sure, just never, sure. ever, you know, take them. But, you know, I have big posters of the wall of me playing and all kind <laughs> of cool stuff. You know, yeah, but, of um, course. I, 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 I think my that. parents... My parents kept one of those scrapbooks. I got a few of them at their places. Yeah, as well, I, mean, I haven't, sure haven't you, looked at them in years. Yeah, you know, but it's it's funny because when you do go back, it brings you right back to that moment. It it certainly does. Yeah. It takes you right back. It's like a it's like hearing a song from when you were a kid growing up, and it takes you right back into that era. Absolutely. Or, you know, yeah, you see a highlight. Okay, hey, moving on with some of these interesting fast facts, and I think this one's very cool. Michael Phelps, perhaps. Well, you know, in terms of swimming, obviously nobody better, but in terms of Olympians, he may be the best of all time. Won a total of 28 Olympic medals, and believe it or not, he would rank number 35 all by himself on the all-time Olympic gold medal list ahead of 97 countries. Wow. <laughs> He's got that many wins. He's from Maryland, too, I believe, right? I, I think you might be correct. Yeah, I mean, I always try to throw a little Maryland. I'm, just, at you I'm saying, you know, us Marylanders, us Marylanders <laughs> that likes to joust, you know, you know, we, we we tend to be very athletic. Sure, the state sport. Okay, okay. You know what? I'm going to jet back uh, a second. Roger Bannister. Now he was the first man to break the four-minute mile. That was 1954. The interesting thing is records are only really kept of that from the modern Olympics, which started in 1896. So over 58 years, nobody could break the four-minute mile. I I, I want to challenge that because I know some brothers in the hood that can run that. I'm just telling (laughs) you, man, just depending on the circumstances. But but I'm going to give them, you know, officially, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, okay. official. All exactly. Right. Right. Somebody taking a stopwatch. But the interesting thing is it took 58 years for him to do it. And after he did it, it took 46 days for the next guy to do it. And after that, it's one of those things that it's a barrier. But once somebody breaks that barrier, everybody seems to be able to break that barrier. I'm telling you. So after, I'm telling you. It, yeah, it, you know, that's yeah. incredible, though. If you yeah, think about I, I mean, it, he gets, it's incredible. He he gets credited as being the first to break the four-minute mile. Um, some other really cool stuff. This one is, I, I don't know what to think of this one. I want to get your point of view. Um, Will Chamberlain, in 1961-62, it was his third year in the league, averaged, average now, 50.4 points a game and 22.9 rebounds mm. a game the entire season. And believe it or not, he did not win the MVP that year. Yeah, I mean, nobody know why he wasn't going to win the MVP. Come on, sir. That wasn't, well, that's because that wasn't they didn't happen. win the championship. Yeah, that, but uh, no, Bill, I mean, Bill Russell. Yeah, I understand that, but I mean, like he was never set up on tees for success. If you think about Wilt's teams, yeah, he he. I think he only won two championships. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't very, very good. I mean, you know, I mean that doesn't take away from the great Bill Russell. I mean, but he had coaching. <laughs> you know, he had coaching plus yeah, players. And he had the players around yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. You know, so I, I just believe that it wasn't going to happen. But you know, getting back to the stats, though ridiculous right 50 and 30 man you average he averaged that the whole year bill russell averaged 18.9 points that year but he did average 23.6 rebounds well you know a lot of my friends we go back and forth on this because you know they hit me up and say well the other players were trash (laughs) you know nobody okay nobody was that tall you know and then they go back and say well there's only eight teams or something in the league so it wasn't a lot of parity right between all the teams but True. my comeback has always been, you can't condemn them for what, I mean, they were born in that era. You know, like, you know, they got to do, you know, they got to play who's in front of them. So it's not fair to the athlete, you know, to, to say that. Very true. Um, I want to ask you a question uh, in just a second, but last thing, got to throw a baseball thing in there. Now, you know, a baseball game is typically two and a half to three hours long. Right. But, but on average, the amount of actual action taking place in a game is 18 minutes mm. when they run the stop clock on when a pitch is thrown and they stop it as soon as it hits the catcher's glove total of 18 minutes kind of like a football game similar because you know plays only take what seven seconds something like that right. maybe a little longer if it's a long one yeah there's not a lot of action in some of the games conversely basketball is the direct opposite there's the ball's always moving obviously there's timeouts but the clock stops so you get a full 48 minutes of action in a basketball game and there's plenty of other games. Hockey is, is kind of similar. Yeah, while there's timeouts, baseball is one of those that just does not have a clock. So you're not playing a quarter. You're not playing a half. It'll, it can go as long as it wants. But it's kind of a, it can be a boring game if it's a 2-1 game or a one nothing game. And there's only 18 minutes I mean, of that's action. if you watch it on TV. But if you're at the ballpark, there's so much uh, other stuff going yeah. on. I mean, you know, that's the, the beauty of baseball. 
you know, um, I mean, you know, peanut eating and having fun <laughs> and looking in the stands and all the little things they do in between the innings to keep things going, the, yeah. the marketing, yep, the PR. I mean, it's nothing like going to a baseball game yeah, versus watching it on TV. So I think yep. really baseball doesn't get its justice when you look at it from a TV standpoint to actually being at the game. Like, I, I love being in the game. I mean, one of the few games that you got enough time to get some beer and a, and a and a hot dog and not miss <laughs> and anything. Still not miss anything. <laughs> You're not gonna miss anything. You know, so that's true. So you don't really have to really hustle through the turnstiles to get what you want. But I mean, but it, it's a cool experience. But I think I love it because you can talk to the people you're with and you can still interact and it, it's just lively, you know. Um, but I think yeah, you brought up the baseball thing because you know. I'm still a little upset with my Yankees. You know what I'm saying? So I knew <laughs> oh, yeah. you brought this up because, you know, Tampa Bay put it to us, right? Um, hmm. they, they they smacked us. You know, we had some well, chances, but they smacked us, you know? And yeah, you know. it. it we're it, not used to that, just losing, man. We're not used to it. No, that's true. And you watch their manager, uh, Boone, yeah. in the uh, post-game uh, presser. Yeah, and it, it just destroys them. It stings, Absolutely destroys. And they And at, the, at just about at the same time, they lost one of the all-time greatest pitchers in Yankee right. history, right. Uh, Whitey Ford. Yeah, and unfortunately, it just was a bad a downtime for the Yankees. But they'll be back. You know, they're hey, the, the Yankees. The pinstripes and, are, are, so. are the cornerstone of baseball, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, they set the standard. They always have, and they still do. But we got to um, get back uh, to winning, though. I can't take this no more. We got to <laughs> okay. get back to hey. winning. Let let me ask you a question about basketball, and you know I'm I'm going over some of my fast facts, and I ran across the movie Hoosiers. Mm. You remember the movie Hoosiers? Of course I do. It's a legend. Gene Hackman. Right. Yeah, it is. Do you have a favorite basketball movie? Because I think Hoosiers is probably my favorite basketball. You know what? Movie. That's one of them. You know, Coach Carter, another. Depending oh on yeah, your yeah. I like that. Yeah, depending Samuel on Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, yep, depending on yep. your demographics and what storyline you want to hit. But you sure. know, I'll be hitting it in the corner. I mean, you know, Hoosiers always remind me of like a. Uh, Larry Bird story, you know, the dude. Yeah, exactly. You know, French middle. lick. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just reminds me of that. But, I mean, you got to love it. I mean, it's some more than I'm missing right off the top of my head. Um, what's the one with the all-black team that actually went in the States? Um, I can't even think yeah, of Yeah, you know, it was the the first all-black team, I believe, yeah. was Texas Western. Yeah, but it was a story about that, right? I think it came and, out. Yeah, and they beat Kentucky. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. And, and, yeah, in Kentucky. I think and, Pat um, Riley was uh, on the opposing team. Of this one, I think he was the yeah. star in high school. I can't remember the, the show. Um, no, but, Sharon, but yeah, you know what? Absolutely, because it was um, uh, a great deal was made about the Kentucky coach at the time. Yeah, and yeah, because there was still a great deal of yeah. segregation. Yeah, yeah, there. And they, uh, that know, was a huge there was movie a, for me. Oh yeah, and there was a tremendous amount of trepidation. They couldn't decide if they even wanted to play right. the game because there were blacks on the court. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But, oh yeah, my but goodness. Pat Riley, man, if you can believe that he was involved in that historic movie. You know, in, yeah. in time, and if you look through his career and where yeah. he is and what he's doing now, you know, it just shows you how Raleigh just has impacted, you know, basketball in, in, yeah. in, in and every that, phase. Right. That would have been Adolph Rupp at the time, I believe, okay. the Texas or the Kentucky coach. Yeah, we need to get our and budget so, up, yeah. man. We need somebody to find out some of these things on the fly, man, for us. We need to okay. up the budget. Um, well, you know, I'm looking it up, and it's pretty interesting. There's, there's so many great little – stories and knickknacks to know about sports there's so many behind the scenes stuff um you know adolf uh well you know without going into too much detail right. adolf rupp yeah adolf rupp was right. uh, i understand for, why he was you, all for segregation listen, I, I, yeah i, I understand why it. you were you're treading your you know a little lightly now yeah. you know yeah. uh come to light i mean i get it man but i mean at the at that time that's just what it was right we don't have to be uh happy or or you know um, highlight every stain of America, but it, it yeah. is the fabric that make us, you know, for us, it's just continuous improvement. So long as we can continue to, to improve, that would be great for me. Some things need to, uh, the gas to be to the floorboard on, you know, some sure. of these yeah. issues, yeah. but, um, I think together and inclusiveness and, and, um, as long as we keep that approach, I think, I think we'll be good. Yeah, that would have been 1966. Okay. That was, yep, that was uh, Texas Western, which became University of Texas El Paso. The game marked the first time that an all-white starting five, which was Kentucky, right. played an all-black starting five, uh, Texas Western. Texas Western won the game 72-65. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was especially significant because it was during the time of the Civil Rights Movement. Right, right. Um, 
Uh, I should say, you know what? It's always the time of the civil rights movement. That just seemed to be the beginning. We still marching, sir. So I can't. Yeah, we are. I I don't know. um, Maybe this is extended minutes like soccer. (laughs) You know what I mean? Extra time. Extra time, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's what it feels like to me. You know, um, but um, I don't know who's going to be doing the golden goal, but we need to figure this out real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's going to lead us into what we what I really wanted to talk about today, and that is how uh, race is playing a certain um, part in sports and how the certain sports break down. Now we're really we haven't had the chance to go into all of the um, uh, all the sports. We're talking mostly mainstream sports, and I want to give you a couple of uh, numbers, but I want to ask you some questions about this. These are all current. I looked everything up this morning. Um, currently, the NFL has 70% of their players black. The Major League Baseball only has 7.7% black players. 30% are Latino. I think that's interesting. 81.1% of NBA players are black. Uh, NHL, 97% white. Uh, there's only 26 black players that are even on NHL rosters. And this is this one still blows my mind. The PGA... The entire PGA only has three black players, and the LPGA, the ladies' side, only has four black players. So, you know, my, my question is, 1997, when Tiger Woods broke onto the scene, mm. he changed not just the golf landscape, he changed the sport landscape. A lot of he money became was number made. One. A lot of money oh, yeah, was he made. became number one everywhere, and he changed the face of golf. He cha- He's the game changer. The... the, the um, Purses were bigger. Now everybody's making over a million dollars for winning a tournament. Right. Endorsements were everything. The number of people that go to these and, and the fans that watch. So why is it then that there are only three black PGA players? You really Harold is that Varner, a Cameron question? Champ. Well, no, I, I mean, it, it just, it, I believe it's Harold Varner, uh, Cameron Champ, and Tiger Woods. There right. might be others of which I'm not aware. I mean, but there, there were more, you know, in the 60s when Charlie Sifford and Calvin Pete, who was my, my very favorite golfer of all time, uh, there, there were more back then than there are now. Um, uh, there's a few others that I, the name are, names are just eluding me right now. But why is it now? Is is it the socioeconomic impact of the way they grew up? I think I mean, that, I mean golf is access, or is golf just an elitist sport? Well, I mean, you know, access to the clubhouse. Sure, you had to be a mm. member. Okay. So I mean, yeah, but you know, that's that's just okay. I understand yeah. golf, but you know, why is it that Major League Baseball is only seven point seven percent black? That that used to be an inner city sport as much as any of the others. Well, I can tell you from personal experience, depend on the community and the demographics. In the white neighborhoods, you had access to the baseball field for free. All you had to do is turn on the lights. In the black neighborhoods, they look at it as a hangout spot. Right. The cops do. So they don't want any loitering. Right. So those public parks are not accessible. Not free. You have to get a permit. They make kids go through a thousand things to get that to get that done. Now, baseball is a sport that you do have to have a little bit of money. So equipment is an issue as well. I'm a left hander. Right. I went to a pretty good. I know, I know. I saw you I know, try I, to throw out. I, you, the first you know, play. I actually can really throw it, so I'm a, I'm just gonna let it go next time because okay. you know I got a little wild thing going on, but I can let it go. Okay. I can actually let it go better than that. So I, next time I, right. I do that, I was just trying to make sure that um, I didn't hurt your your catcher. You know, that was nice day. of you. Thank so you. So I was yeah, I was sure really thoughtful of the program. That. But sure. besides that, I remember in high school, and I went to a predominantly white high school, but they didn't have left handed gloves. It wasn't in a budget. So I had to learn how to throw a righty just to play, you know, in high school, you know, yeah. unless I brought okay. my own glove. But since, you know, our, uh, you know, PE teacher wouldn't tell us when we were playing, we didn't know. It was just at, at random, you know. So I just had to go out with whatever I had, you know. So I think equipment and some things like that, you know, and here's the deal, too. Like, I don't think everything that's a disparity is based off a of race, but I do believe it's based off of resources. And I do believe that some resources are just not available, you know, under the circumstances, you know. So I do want to let you know it is a balance, you know, it is a balance, but some of it is non-access, you know. All right, but yeah. aren't there a lot of programs now? I mean, there's little leagues all over the place. There are, there are travel groups. There, there Not accessible are, you know, in rural areas, Sherman. It's not like that. 
You know, it's, it's not like that. We had Hondo Handy on. And, we did. And, and so Ocean City, Maryland, from Berlin is probably like 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes away. But, but you know, not everyone, even though the registration is pretty cheap, not everybody can afford that in their budget. And then the commute to and from. Now, in the town of Berlin, they have, um, you know, accessible um, facilities for for sports, but mm-hmm. it's controlled by a governing body that makes it tough to utilize those things. So that's why you see a lot of basketball being played because they're not worried about basketball. It's not looking at it's not it's not America's pastime. So some of the the powers to be is not controlling that. Sherm, they don't care. You know, golf they care. Tennis they care. These are exclusive, pretty much white dominant sports. Unfortunately. So okay. they normally have a membership and a rite of passage. That's normally how it works. And you have mm-hmm. to know somebody to know somebody to get in there. To, so, to, I didn't go to, I didn't get on a golf court course, Sherm, until I was an adult. We had a golf course in my neighborhood, but it was segregated. I didn't have many black folks that were playing golf because it was segregated. I mean, just imagine okay. what I just said. I was a young adult before yeah, I got yeah. on a golf course. Now, my kids been on <laughs> since they were young. You know what I'm saying? Because I had accessibility and I was going to right some of those wrongs. But they didn't, they wasn't introduced, you know, I wasn't introduced to the game of golf. And, and I and I particularly love golf, you mm-hmm. know, before Tiger Woods. I love tennis. Tennis was a little bit more available, right? That's why you see in different demographics, you see, you know, them playing handball before they play tennis. Yeah, because yeah, the equipment, it, like you know, it's yeah. it's it's you know, I, it's a low rent sport. It is. It, it's yeah. it's just you need right. Oh, you need it's a wall and a ball. Right. Yeah. You know, and football the same way. You can have any field for you know, and you can play football. Okay. You know, so a little bit more accessible. But All right, you know, here's, I, here's, I just want to make sure we understand you know <clears> what we're talking yeah. about. Oh, I do. I do. But here's a question, and and you know what? This is more for our listeners. It's not necessarily coming from my heart. Uh, meaning I, I'm just kind of interested in the answer. I might not actually think this way, but I want to get your perception on something. Um, you know, we're talking about accessibility. We're talking about equipment. Some equipment's ridiculously expensive. Golf is expensive. If you want a decent set. Yeah. Okay. Some, you don't need so much, you know, basketball, you need a ball, you know, you got to find a hoop and that's really all you need. Tennis, you need some balls and you need a racket. You know, some things are more expensive than others. Here is my question. And I've kind of, I've wondered this myself where basketball is concerned you know basketball is an inner city sport it is it it certainly is so how is it that you might have kids that are from a disadvantaged background um where they they just come from that background they don't have the resources that others have but they'll show up wearing a brand new pair of michael jordan kicks where do they get the money for stuff like that i know part of it's a status symbol right because hey you know i got fresh kicks and they're better than yours and i i understand that but how is it that they always seem to have, not always, but a lot of them show up in the latest pair of whatever is hot, and it might be a $300 pair of shoes. Right, right. I mean, that, that stems from the times of the slaves. Like, if we go back. What do you mean? So we go back. It was something in the slave times where it was called having your Sunday's best on, right? Okay. So every okay. Sunday... The slave owners would, would would put the slaves in their best clothing and take them to church, right? Okay. Get them all decked out, right? All right. Get them all decked out and all the stuff that they couldn't wear Monday through Saturday, right? We, we would have to do a whole segment on that, Sherm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. To really we could. do that. But that put the thought process of having to shine, having to gleam and bling it up kind of thing into the culture that, that established it a little different. And um, if I just chop it up in this segment, we wouldn't be doing justice to the the research and the things, sure, you know, really sure. getting behind it. But if people will, will, will Google up, you know, Sunday's best and where it came from, you know, through the slavery timeframes, you'll start getting the, some of the dynamics that, you know, kind of um, um, spark some of the things you're talking about 
you know, and, and especially in the black community. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was integrated a long time ago. And people look forward to that, you know. Oh, yeah. And sometimes absolutely. you see that still on Easter Sunday, right? It's almost like mm-hmm. your Sunday's best, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, yeah. some of that ties into it. We just don't have enough time to get into it and really get yeah. people educated. But but that has Got something it. to do with, you know, what you're talking about, a contributing factor to, to some of the things that you're talking about that, that happens in our black community. But um, with, with basketball, though, you know, um, it, it, it is a game that was birthed off the streets. Right. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Chicago, most New moves, York in right. particular. So most, most moves we see right now in the league are not fundamentally moves, right? They used to call it street ball, right? And it was yeah. a big oh, thing, yeah. right? Yeah. And you used to, it used to be a derogatory statement if somebody called you a street baller. Now celebrate, right? So, you oh, know, if gotcha. you didn't play fundamental basketball, you're like, oh, you can't play organized basketball. Oh, you mm-hmm. know, and then – Pistol Pete and some other people brought it mainstream, right? Going behind your back, no look passes, those kind of things. But it, it took, you know, a, a Caucasian athlete to kind of put that to another level. And mm-hmm. Duncan wasn't even, you know, slam dunk back in the day, whatever. You know, Duncan the basketball wasn't even a part of the game, right? This is things that translated from the street, right? The street, you know, um, game that got integrated into organized basketball to now is beloved, you know, the alley-oop and the slam dunk and all of those other things that between the legs, right? All of that yeah, was considered yeah. back in the day, hot dogging. It, it was not appropriate. You would get benched for that. You know, mm-hmm. the way that basketball w- were, was brought up, you know, yeah, it, it yeah. didn't have a black influence then, you know, but we, we tend to forget that. But now, because of the entertainment value, right? It has made it. But some, you know, college coaches don't want that to happen. You know, don't want you to go between your legs. Don't want you to, you know, go behind your back, you know? You know, some of those things, you know? But, you know, it's it's, it's starting to change. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that's a little more comprehensive than what we have time for. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, we but, could talk all day about yeah, it. But, um, you know, definitely something that we should do a segment on so we okay. can enlighten our, our viewers on, on how – that um, stinking thinking and programming yep. kind of happen. By the way, that hot dogging, that phrase uh, made famous by Chick Hearn, the mustard's off the hot dog. Right. Mustard is off and the, and the jello's jiggling. And the, and too, the eggs are right. Yeah. The eggs are getting hard. And too bad. The butter's getting hard. Yeah. And too yeah. bad that didn't happen for the Lakers last night. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? It, it, had it happened, I'd have been right on because I took the Lakers in five. Right. Uh, and right? I, I said a sweep and I was wrong, right? Well, I said four and it was gone, you know. So Yeah, that's You know, there's when Cleveland, when LeBron was at Cleveland and they came back from 3-1 against the uh Golden State Warriors. Yeah. LeBron basically dragged that team to the top of the uh of the podium. He was a which triple is double what, machine for sure. Yeah, which is what Jimmy Butler is doing. He's looking good. He's looking damn good, but he'll never be a LeBron. But LeBron no, of course but, not. but but he's a trench guy. You got to love him. You're going to respect him from now on. If you didn't, um, I apologize for all his teammates who couldn't deal with a superstar in Philly and Minnesota. Obviously, you don't like accountability because that's what he provides. Well, so. you know, it, the the other guys like Dwayne Wade and a few of the others that were at Miami are no longer there. Mm-mm. So Miami needed a face of their franchise. They did. And, and that's what they got in Jimmy Butler. Yeah. What, what's and, that? Big Mouth Coffee. I think that's Big Mouth Coffee he's selling down Is there. that what it is? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. But, but you know, the, it, you can't win it by yourself. You LeBron can't. had more points than Jimmy Butler last he night. Did. I think LeBron had 40. He, he but, had no other choice. I mean, AD went down. Yeah. The yeah. others were nowhere to be accounted for. Well, and LeBron know, did Green... everything he needed to do. Danny, mm-hmm. listen, this is a crazy thing, right? Twitter's going crazy, right, on two things. Oh, LeBron shouldn't have passed the ball. Okay, listen up. Here's basketball 101, right? LeBron's, LeBron's playing point guard for the Lakers. His job is to draw, one, draw, draw two to get the one. That means draw two defenders to get it to the open play, right? Mm-hmm. Before, before the possession, you know, Danny Green wasn't in the game. Danny Green was put in the game for that possession, right? They knew all the attention was going to go to LeBron. And if LeBron couldn't get an open shot, his job was to get it to the open man, right? Which they knew it was Danny Green. And he knew that he was going to get the ball, 
right? Mm-hmm. It's a 90% chance here you're going to get the ball, probably 95%. So as great as LeBron is, he didn't just draw two. He drew, he, he, he drew three, mm-hmm. right? And he, he still was able to get to one. And that's Danny Green, right, in this sweet spot. They talked this up right before it happened. Danny Green said, give it to me on the top of the key. This is my spot. This is where I'm going to hit it, right? And he missed a shot. You know, people miss shots all the time, right? He missed a shot. It was online. He missed a shot, right? He's been missing shots all freaking playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I've been the one on this, on this uh, podcast talking about where's Danny Green, right? He's mm, on a yeah, milk carton yeah. somewhere. We can't find him, uh-huh. right? Okay? And he's been missing, right, forever. And this happened since he's been traded. He didn't really have a great run with the Raptors, although, you know, he got a championship. You know, mm-hmm. Van Pleep and all those other dudes were hitting shots. You know, Danny Green wasn't hitting really, really big shots. And then he got nah, well, paid off Kawhi of Le- Kawhi, Kawhi right. Leonard. Right. You know, he, and then he got uh, paid off the success, right? And he came to L.A., right? And he hasn't been able to find it. Great play. Great play by LeBron. Missed shot, you know, you know, from Danny Green. Move on. <laughs> Lakers, yeah, move on. Got, yeah, you got to do the next thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, Danny Green is actually number five on the all-time three-point list he, for finals. Listen, in the finals. He's right. hit 56 three-pointers. Right. He's going to miss some. He missed you know. a shot, right? He missed yeah. a shot. Number one on that list, by the way, is Stephen Curry. He, hey, he's far and away he's made more three-pointers. No, he's, he's not. It'll be an interesting next season to see what happens with Golden State. They'll be right back where they need to be. They probably will be. They need to get healthy, which they should be at that point. They've had plenty of time to rest. But, you know, I, so what do you predict now for the Lakers' next game, game number six? Game number six, well, I'm a little nervous because we need yeah. to know what the health of AD is. I That's mean, true. You know, yeah. he twisted but he the continued, ankle. He, yeah, but he went back in. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, that, you know, once that, you know, uh, adrenaline, and, you know, lead the body. And now you mm. settle down, right? And you don't got that that jolt, you know, of, of game time in you. And now he's yeah. probably sore as hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, he, but he's got he's got two days now of, he, of treatment. He He'll be in that room the entire well, time. They'll they, be giving they, him they play tomorrow, nice. though. They play tomorrow, sure. So really, it's 24-hour turnaround. Yeah, well, okay, 48, yeah. but yeah, okay. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? But, you know, and, and you know, so I, he's a big man. I think we're not going to know until he gets out there. But if we mm-hmm. were playing overseas, it's goons over there. So yeah. they they deliberately step underneath that foot, <laughs> put their foot That's underneath true. that foot, and let it happen, right? Yeah. That, oh, hey, Jalen, Jalen Rose. You know, we we know it happens. I mean, it, yeah. I forgot the dude and uh, that talked about when he met LeBron in international competition. You know, he he deliberately put his foot underneath LeBron's foot and gave mm-hmm. him an elbow, and and LeBron gave him the business after that. But you oh, know, yeah. these are the games within the games, but. You know, if this is the 80s, I really feel bad because he would be getting beat up if it was the Pistons. Yeah, <laughs> all the Jordan rules. Yeah, you know, he would, 80, it would 90s, be the LeBron. Yeah, yeah, it would be the LeBron rules. You know? he, but he's a lot bigger man. He is, but I'm talking he's about his others. Physically bigger. I'm talking yeah. about the others. You know, because when they don't okay. shoot well, the Lakers don't win. So when the KCPs of the world and and yeah. um, you and know Danny Caruso Green. and Danny Russo, yeah, and Kuz yeah. and yeah. all these yeah. guys don't shoot well, they don't win. So, yeah, well, it's you. You know, those two guys, AD and LeBron, are going to get sixty. Yeah. They're going to get sixty and thirty and fifteen. They just always do. But right. you can't win a game with sixty points. Now, didn't LeBron have so, forty and fifteen? Something like he that. He did. Yeah, he did. What but else then, you want him to do? Build a house? You want him to <laughs> he, crochet a, a sweater for you? I mean, what else do, you want the man to do? I mean, the man has done everything you want, and then he hit yeah. a big time uh, and one play, you know, in the clutch, right? Mm-hmm. And if he had another possession, I believe he gets it again. But, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, here's the deal. After Danny Green missed a shot, right, we did get the rebound, right? The Lakers got the rebound. LeBron was wide open. Nobody passed it to him. And I understand AD had a guy still in the basket. And now yeah, we're talking Mark about Keith a, Morris. Right. We're talking yeah, about a yeah. big-to-big entry pass. And everybody mm-hmm. knows that's a low percentage, even at the pros. Right? Turnover. Costly turnover. He owned it immediately. Right? Yeah, he yeah. owned it immediately. But at the end of the day... Guess what? The Heat took it. They executed. Okay? Duncan Robinson was unbelievable. He was clutch. Right? Hitting threes all yeah. over the place. Jimmy he and Bucket. Tyler Hero. Right. You know, the, Tyler Hero was kind of a little quiet support. last night, though. He was quiet last bit. night. But, you know, yeah, he's Robinson. still a gamer. He's still a gamer. Yeah, Robinson was on fire. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you who I think is the best team right now in professional basketball. That's the Seattle Storm. Yeah. He, listen here. I like the Storm. 
uh, kudos to them. But this is what we talked about as far as uh, gender equality. Yeah. They got no coverage. None. Okay? Zero. The, the, the great Sue Bird, you know, wins after coming back from a devastating ACL late in her mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. Wins and they in the WNBA hoist a trophy early in the week and got no coverage. Yeah, ridiculous. They were, I think they were on. Uh, you know, the highlights were on Sports Center afterwards, and that was about it. And you know who who's even greater is Brianna Stewart. Come She's on. She's never lost. Come on. She hasn't lost to anything. She Man. she won four championships at UConn, got four MVPs, and got into the WNBA. She's dealt with some injuries as well, but she comes back and she sweeps everything She's and wins a bad the MVP. Girl. She might be the, when it's all said and done, she may be the best WNBA player of all time. Let me tell you something. Hard to say, but there have been some great ones that have come before. She's going to be there. I can tell you that. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to vote against it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she's, wherever she's gone, she's been a winner, period. I mean, physically, obviously she's taller than most. She's got the skills. She can drive. She can shoot. She's a complete player. And she's one of those players like LeBron that wherever she goes, she will lift the team up. No, That's it. I, hey, I agree with you. And, you know, let's segue into this because okay. um, Seattle Storm right now is in the midst of the storm. You know, Seattle's one of those cities that, that has a lot true. of um, mm-hmm. social unrest, right? It is. And, you know, I know you have some near and dear topics, you know, talking about social unrest. And mm-hmm. Seattle Storm and the WNBA really had put Breonna Taylor, you know, name on everything, say her name. Yeah. And, and we understood mm-hmm. how. Um, that case unfolded of unjust, you know, no justice for Breonna Taylor, justice mm-hmm. for the neighbor who had a bullet fly through their window yeah. and hit the wall. So we, we cared more about a wall than we did a life, unfortunately. And um, I'm sure it'd be a civil case. But they've been in the midst of social injustice. And, you know, I know, you know, the Floyd incident and some other incidents that's really sparked this whole movement you know with the WNBA and Black Mm -hmm. Lives Matter and what we've seen and people are upset about it you know some people are very very upset they they don't want to address these issues they don't want their sports to be commingled you know so to speak with this but as you said 80 percent of the athletes in in the NBA are are black Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's a high percentage in the WNBA as well sure um What's your thoughts on where you segueing us to the next topic? Well, you know what? I don't want to get off this one just yet. Um, obviously, this time of year, this time of this decade of, of everything, there's so much going on right now. Um, obviously, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We have an election coming up. There's a great deal of civil unrest. There's so much going on that it has kind of taken away from sports. Yeah, it and has. That's one of the reasons maybe the storm didn't get the coverage they should because there's so many other things being covered. I, you know what? I would love to believe that. But we did the facts about two shows ago showing that they only cover 4%. Sports okay. media only covers 4% of um, women's sports. That was a number uh, we got right. from ESPN. That's right. We talked about that. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's dipped down to 1%. <laughs> you know, but you 4, might be right. 4% wasn't big, you know, from the beginning. And, you know, and we even talked about how only 40% of the athletes in the Olympics were women. You know, and then we talked also about 61% of young um, women now, you know, in youth grassroots don't even want to play sports. So... I mean, we know why. When you can't even get the coverage, you can't sensationalize it. You can't really introduce new kids to it. I mean, it was just sad. Like you said, you had some of the top. You got Brianna Stewart. You have Sue Bird mm-hmm. lead their team over top of a new new um, franchise in Las Vegas. Shout out to them getting to the top so quick because they was, you know, what, they got Aja Wilson. Over there, who's leading it out of South Carolina, you know, came in mm-hmm. over as a rookie, got rookie what, player of the year this year, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and Stewart went against her and pretty much handled her a little bit, you know, because mm-hmm. um, you know, she's from UConn and there's levels to this thing, right? And um, it gets no coverage. That's sad and unacceptable, Sherm. Mm-hmm. It's sad, yeah, I, you know, I don't have any young girls, but if I did, you know, I would be devastated about it. 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, they couldn't find, what was it? I mean, regional TV couldn't cover it? Like, I don't even know where they were at, Sherm. I mean, you know, where where was it? Where, I mean, I know they didn't have any fans at the game, but you couldn't live stream it? I think we get more live streams for our Westcliff games than, than yeah, they're right. getting coverage. I think right you're now. correct. It's sad. Yeah. Um, uh, quick numbers. 83% of the W... NBPA player association mm-hmm. members are persons of color and 67% are black or African American. Wow. Yeah. So the numbers not quite the same as the NBA, but yeah. similar, right. similar. And, um, you know, and I'm wondering if in a normal year, and when I say a normal year, no election, no pandemic, uh, you know, obviously stuff's going to happen throughout the year. Do sports and women's sports in particular get more coverage? And I don't think they do. No, I agree. No, yeah, I, think, I, I don't. I, I think they get pushed to the side. Listen, um, we need to do our women better in this country, period. Hmm, no, yeah, not well, just in sports, just women in general. And right. we damn sure need to do our black women a better service. Yeah, so I agree. We, I we agree. have a problem. We have a problem well, with taking l- care me, of mama. Now, when should you ever have a problem of taking care of mama? Because this is somebody mama. That's what I want people to understand. Like, mm. it may not be your mama, but it's somebody's mama. And all mamas deserve to get taken care of. Let's get real, Sherm. Yeah, right? absolutely. Now, I'm going to always agree. take care of somebody's mama. I don't care if it's my mama or not, but if somebody's mama need to be taken care of, damn it, Sean going to take care of somebody's mama. I'm not <laughs> okay. going to be on the other side of that. All right. We need to take that, care of the mamas of the world. That's a good initiative. But Okay, so let me tie this in just for a second. We're, we're looking at lifting up females, women's sports. Yes. Um, currently at Westcliff, women's mm. sports. That we have and that are coming. We have softball. Right. We've got women's basketball. We've right. got wim- women's soccer. We've got women's track and field. Yeah. Um, We're going to have now, women's I, crew. Okay. See, I was going to mention that, but right. I didn't know if I could yet. You can. I'm not, you can. I want to make sure I don't overstep here because no, I don't no, know what's fine. public mention and what's not public. You know, yet. And I'll let you know if we're talking about it or not. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, what I want to know, I, I mean, we have men's lacrosse. Uh, we, are we going to consider women's lacrosse? We need we've got to. Swimming and, yeah, we've got swimming and diving, so we're going to have men's and women's there. Um, I'm trying to think of all the sports that are certainly I possible. Want, I want it all, Sherm. Mm-hmm. We're just having a hard time finding our women based off of the, some of the things that we're saying. So if you're listening to this podcast around the globe, because we're global, Sherm. We're, we're international players, baby. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to it, understand that Westcliff loves you and we need you and we care about the mamas. Okay. And we want you over here playing and competing. So you, you got a space here. Okay. Safe space, free space, uh, you know, free parking, you name it. We want it. Get over <laughs> here. Okay. We want to take care of you. And we in Southern California, Irvine, one of the safest cities in America. Right. I will almost want to say the globe. I know we top 10 got to be. Right. And then on top of that, we give you 250 days of sunshine, baby. Okay. Mm. And you can go Newport Beach, Laguna Beach. Okay. Um, You name it. Beverly Hills. Go see that. Go to Hollywood. Go to Disney. Mm -hmm. We got it all. Come over. Come over. Hey, pull up. As they say, come pull up at West Cliff. We want you. We just did a commercial for our university. Hey, you know, hey, we live it. It's a lifestyle, sir. You know, well, it got to be in you, not on you, sir. It got to be in you, not on you. So let me ask you a question. You were born and raised in Maryland. When did you come out? When did you come out to California? Um, 92. Okay. So you're you're California. You've been out here almost 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards the end. Okay. Have you always been in Southern California? Always in Southern California. My dad was in Northern California before he passed. So he was in Northern California. Um, Okay. But I spent all my time really in, in Southern Cali, you know. Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood, palm trees, you know, gators on my feet, baby. Woo! <laughs> I tr- see. I try not to take it for granted. Come I mean, on. you know, the the beach is right there. It it's is. one city over. It's right there, and you know, I don't get there as often. You know, as I I'd was like, a marine, but... so you know, I'm amphibious. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm amphibious. All right, it's funny. So, okay, I'll I love it. That. I love the beach, man. I I'll, love the beach. That's why that. we got a surf club. Come on. And we, we have surf. We don't want, uh, we're the only is. ones that's is. giving out a scholarship for surf, and it's actually an official sport for us. It is. Come it on is. now. So oh, if hey, you surf, go- come on over. Pull I up. think golf is coming, right? Golf we also is have, coming. Yeah, we have yeah. tennis. So we've got, plenty of, we've got plenty of accommodations for both men and women on, in our athletic department. Water polo as well. So absolutely. 
We've got so, oh man. Is there anything else you can tell us not that we jousting. don't already know? We're not going to have no. jousting. I can. I don't tell know. We could have a men's and women's. But team. I wouldn't mind getting to extreme sports. Horses. To be honest with you, and, and look at um, having a, a club that we support in skateboarding. So I really want to do that skateboarding and snowboarding that we can get involved in that that rim with our Warrior mm. Academy because you know with us we got a Warrior Academy as well. So um, right. we, you're going to be able to find. Uh, time to play and compete when you when you pull up the West Cliff. So, and we want all the smoke, Sherm. See, mm-hmm. that's what you're mm-hmm. failing to tell people. We want it all, baby. We want all well, the smoke. Well, I'll let you lead. You go ahead and tell them that. That's fine. We I, want I, all the know, smoke. I, we want all the I, smoke. We want to win the right way. We want to win with pride. Five C's. Stand up. You know what they are. Okay, but listen, we want all the smoke. We ain't backing mm-hmm. down for anybody. We want all the competition. We want to be the best in everything we do, but we want to do it the right way, and we want to make sure we have inclusion for all. So mm-hmm. that that's our deal, and we want to serve the community and represent the community the right way. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm proud of, of it. Yeah, that's the third of our five C's. Yep, I'm proud of it. Yeah, by being fully committed, and then uh, it'll translate to championship. Absolutely, bling, bling. Yep. All right, we're on our way, on our way. <clears throat> so you know what? We have to keep an eye out for more Westcliff sports because we're going to be adding more. We are developing an, an, an probably an enormous um, comprehensive athletic department where we're going to just not have the mainstream sports. We're going to have all sports. We're talking about skateboarding, for crying out loud, which is a hot sport in Southern California. Yes. Say no so, more. Yeah, Say absolutely. less. That's what they say, Sherm. Say less when you pull up. Less is more. Is Less that, is, is more, baby. Uh, I don't know about that. Okay. We have a cake, you and cake, I have a lot cake, to talk cake, about. Cake. That's what that's oh. what that's what uh my boy uh, Jay-Z said. Okay. <laughs> is that Oh, really? Uh, yeah. you know what? Oh, and we we're going to have to um you know, I asked you about movies. I want you know, we we can incorporate a little bit of movie maybe on a future podcast about how uh it that entertainment side of it translates to sports. Uh, and I also want to mention, if I can, one of our guests that we have scheduled coming up that we just talked about. Can I tell him about that? Or do Absolutely. you want to tell him about that? No, Go I'll ahead. let you holler. I'll let you holler in the streets. Sure. Well, okay. Well, what I, wanted, what I want everyone to know is uh, uh, Sean Harris, our dean of athletics. Yay, yay. There it is. Uh, has secured us Jason Hart. Uh, of USC and uh, basketball fame. Keep an ear out for that. You want to tell us a little bit about Jason? He's a his bad background? man. Yeah, he's a bad okay. man. He's a okay. bad man. And Stephen A. Don't charge me for that, but he's a bad man. Um, really, really instrumental, you know, in the community, especially Southern California. You know, mm-hmm. um, a tremendous human being first and foremost. You know, a tremendous inspiration to the community. Been a professional athlete himself. Raising a wonderful family. Tune in. Tune in. You know, um, in charge of the Black, you know, um, Coaches Association, which is a great movement to advance, you know, Black um, professionals in in Mm -hmm. sports and in the community. Highly educated and one of the great pillars of universities in Southern California, USC. Uh, I think it's going to be an amazing honor to have them on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I want to get into that topic of minority ownership and minority coaches and front office because there's really a lack of that, obviously. Absolutely. I mean, there there are a few coaches. I think it's interesting, though, how it took all of three days for Doc Rivers to find a new job. Hey, because he should have never been left. Yeah, well. He should have never been let go. Here's the deal, and here's a quick spin on this. Lauren, sure. Lawrence Frank got come an executive Here, of the year, listen, come on. but they yeah, let exactly. go of so, their coach. So let me tell you about Lawrence Frank, you know, and you know, I can't tell you about Lawrence Frank. I can't even mention it. Let me let me pull back. I got a son that might be hitting hitting the, hitting the scene, so I'm gonna pull back right now. Okay, I'm a, right. I'm a pause. I'm a pause on that. Okay, um, good for Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. Good for Doc Rivers. Hey, what I did right there, um, ladies and gentlemen, is what Deion Sanders do. I made a business decision right there. <laughs> <laughs> I made a business decision right there. So, and I learned from Deion Sanders. I'm gonna pull back and I'm gonna make a business decision right there. Okay, that's funny. all right. So I'm gonna pull back, Lane. All right, I'm laying up. I, I really right. think that I can get on in, in, in two or one, Sherm. I think I can do that. But I'm gonna lay up. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna lay up on that. 
All right, because I want to hear. I really want to hear when you don't pull up. I, I I don't need a GM to be questioning my son. You know, maybe next year about what his dad said on the West Cliff podcast. So I'm right, a, I'm gonna go it, ahead. I get and, it. I'm gonna pull up right now. In the interest of family harmony, you yes. probably made the right call right there. Yes, I gotta pull up. I gotta <laughs> okay, pull up. Very right good. Now. But you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to to see. I mean, there are some great coaches out there who. You know, when is Brian Shaw going to get a top job? Yeah, Ty Lue's going to have to come back. I mean, there's some great coaches out there that don't get the opportunity. No, you so know, Ty that, might that take the be, job. Ty might yeah, be the man in the yeah. Clippers. So that's what it's looking like. And I'm also hearing that uh, John Lucas might be taking that Houston Rockets job as well. Really? That's the word Luke, on the street. Luke is going to get back in. Hey, that's I'm great. putting it out there right now. I can't tell you my sources. Okay, <laughs> you don't you don't want to burn your sources. Yeah, don't I can't worry. burn okay. my sources, but you know, Wojo Sean just broke some news right there. All right, yeah, but you know what? It it we've got to start with minority ownership. We need it. Yeah, there's there's no reason why it's so low. I mean, you know, it. I don't know. It, it's kind of a frustrating topic to it, be honest it is, with you. You know, but I'm hearing what I'm saying. I think LeBron is on to something. Mm-hmm. Okay, I commend what Jordan has done. He's actually have changed the leaf as an owner versus, you know, him as a player. Sure. So we all sure. had to do, just like I had to pull up just a minute ago, I'm sure Jordan <laughs> had to pull up a little bit too, right? All right. So fit, to make Touche, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Had to make a concession. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, there's some great play. LeBron, you know, he's so iconic it's unbelievable we could talk all day about him but the impact he's made off the court he's the goat um, for me oh yeah he's yeah the, and goat the more for I, me now. the more i think the more i think about it and it wouldn't surprise me if he got the go-ahead from the nba to, to um, start a franchise well you know uh he might not because the old boy network he's eh, kind of outspoken yeah. he's kind of outspoken right he's well, kind of that's what maybe it's time for that I, I believe it is time but as kaepernick will tell you it's a sacrificial lamb, and every time, mm. every time you got changed, right? You know yeah. what I mean. And and you know, it's a sacrificial lamb that has to happen. And yeah, and but I don't think LeBron would be a sacrificial no, lamb. I, I think I don't he's believe, too important a figure. Well, I think too many people have already took that sword, so I think it'd be okay. now or never for him. Yeah, and yeah. it might be the right time. Although it, it, just, it, it should, it is time. Sure, the he still wants to play, though. You know, oh, he's he, going to he, play, right? Yeah. But but um, he has enough brains around him to make it happen i mean he has a school sure yeah. he has a school yeah right that, now. that's that's unbelievable and he's he, listed uh... as the vice principal on the school <laughs> so i'm <laughs> just saying funny. go look it up you know oh but, i don't doubt it's, it it's that's tremendous funny. though it's tremendous what he's doing mm-hmm. yeah and it won't stop there i'm kind of curious to find out what his next project is his, you, you've seen all his projects sherm you just ain't been paying attention because they got other people name on it but it's lebron okay He's the executive producer of a lot of things, a lot of shows. You turn on Showtime, you turn on HBO, you turn it on, it's LeBron. Okay? Well, that's why Mainstream I'm TV, of, it's LeBron. Well, that's already here Space and now. Space Jam, what I'm saying. the new Space Jam, that's LeBron. That's LeBron, yeah. I mean, yep, LeBron is doing so much in his prime, Sherm. He has changed the way that we looked at athletes, right? See, you're, you're, you're in the old school thinking that you have to do this after your career. This dude has figured out how to do it during his career and his prime because obviously he's still the best player in the world. Mm. The mm. most durable player in the world. Oh, yeah. He's got a lot of miles on his legs, on. but he can, still, he can still play 45 a night. Come on. And now he said, I'm going to play point card in the twilight of my career? Mm. I'm going to play point mm. guard in the twilight of my career because I'm How- that good? How many more years do you think he's going to play? Five. Five? Yeah. Really? Because if Udonis Haslam can still be on the roster, okay, at 40, then so can LeBron. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Okay, I'm know, not saying dominant, Sherm. You asked me how long was he going to play, okay? Yeah. I didn't say he was going to be dominant, but I do think he got about three good years on the block. Like, he's playing point guard now. Wait till he goes and play power forward. Who's going to stop that then? With his ability to still pass, and we're talking about one drop step and, and pretty much, you know, score a layup. You didn't see him bully his way through the last two minutes of that game. He put the whole team, their mama, their sister, their quarantine, everything on his back. Okay? And, and, he, and it was a wrap. Okay? Hmm. It was a wrap. All right? It was yeah, a wrap. He's got, broad, he's got broad shoulders. But Man. in three years, we'll have to see. What what do you think he's gonna do? Like oh well, he, you know, if they move, let's say they move him to power forward or somewhere right. out who's of gonna, the point guard who's spot, who's gonna stop him? 
Well, we'll have to see who comes along in three years. Nobody. Sure. You don't think? No, because he'll put uh. enough people around him. And no, it's not happening. Hmm. All right. I, I don't doubt I don't doubt it. The man can do anything he wants. It'll he just be is, interesting okay, to see listen, that. The I mean, reason why I'm know, speaking so Father Time is undefeated. It, Father Time is undefeated. But what I'm telling you, Sherm, is he's had learned he learned how to delay the process. Hmm. He's learned okay. some some athletes know how to delay the process. Tom Brady being one of them. But now Father Time's starting to sneak in a little bit. Yeah, it is. But, a but Tom bit. is over forty one. Forty one years old. LeBron is thirty five. So you saying at least he got another five? Hmm. No, I don't. I, you know, Kareem I'd like played say, at forty. Did Kareem yeah, play at forty? Yeah, he nobody did. can He's, stop the sky hook. No, that's I, true. I can believe that LeBron got enough skill know, set to get a sky hook in there before he leaves. Okay, here's the thing though: LeBron is so much more physical than Kareem he, Abdul. And he's so much more physical in the era of, of less physicality. Sherm is why I'm telling you that he's going to bully these kids. Hmm, he's going to okay. bully him. The man yeah, is man. like what two seventy, six nine. Like that he he's a big physical. All muscle. I, listen, listen. You know what, man? I'm I've never been scared of a dude, Sherm, but I'm at to sneak him. Okay, if I'm gonna <laughs> fight LeBron, I'm at to throw my shirt up and punch him in the face, and then I might roll, Sherm. I'm not gonna stick in there, you know, and go for it. Okay. Well, I hope that doesn't come to pass. Did you, I did, hope you never have to worry. Did you about see that. Austin Rivers when they hit the ball hit him? Yeah. Oh yeah. He looked like. He looked like he was more afraid of LeBron than Doc Rivers. Now, if I'm oh. Doc, I'm going back in the bubble and saying, son, all right, act like you have some stuff in you or something, okay? Because it's only going to last for like 10 seconds on the court anyway. That's but true. he didn't want none of that smoke, right? Oh, no, please, no, LeBron, no, please, no, no. <laughs> no, LeBron, no. Now, see, Sherman, I got enough heart, right? I would have stood in there like I had something going on, and I might have been like Jimmy Butler with Dwight Howard last night. I just grabbed LeBron by his waist and just hoped to hang on for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what he, that's what he was doing. On. Just hope he to hang it. on for a little bit. That's at least it looks it good when I look at Sports Center at night, okay? And then I don't have to worry about telling my girl how I had no heart, okay? So if she worried about now, am I going to take care of the family in the streets? I don't have time for that, Sherman, okay? <laughs> So at least I'm going to puck up a little bit, grab him around the waist and get, get swung around like Van Gundy, you know, when, when he grabbed onto Alonzo Mourning. Alonzo Mourning. Yeah, you know, at least I'm going to do that and hang on for dear life. But I'm not going to put my hand up and be like, oh, no, I can't. Ha- no, I'm not going to do the Austin Rivers. Okay? You're killing I me. I can't do that. Yeah? You're killing me. This I can't is do funny. the Austin Rivers. Because the, the visual I have in my head is hilarious. Yeah, but I'd rather hold on like Van Gundy and just get mopped on the floor with one leg. You you, see, you know how strong you got to be? Alonzo Morton has to be with one leg. You're just taking a whole human man, about 160. And this- well, he's not a whole human man. <laughs> he's, he's like half a man. He's, 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 a ti- he's tiny. He's you a know, little guy. At least, little- you know, at least go at the man a little bit. Yeah. So uh, it's sad. You know, right. I'm not well, going to be a mean coach. I'm not going to be a mean. No, no. But when I, you know, you say that uh, obviously we got guys like Brady and Breeze and these guys that are playing into their 40s. The difference is, though, you know, LeBron had they've. I don't want to say he's beaten up. He just has a lot of mi- a lot of miles, he a lot does, of minutes but, on his legs. But I think so he, much in the sports science, Sherm. Look yeah, at he's his gonna body, persevere. Sherm. Look yeah, at his he'll body. persevere. He is abnormal. It's not normal. No, that's true. He's a freak of nature. He's he really a freak is. of nature. You see how he's still yeah. jumping and dunking and moving, Sherm. This is not normal. And I think the fact that he uses the point guard is going to add a, a couple seasons to his life. Because, you know, he doesn't have to drive the hoop and get banged every time he goes in there. He can hit the outside shot now. Listen, people which get he out did. of his way, okay? Yeah, that's, yeah that's I would. That's the problem. They get out of his way. It's like Bo Jackson running in the middle, man. Hmm. It's like Craig Ironhead Hayward. Nobody wants that. I remember Craig that. Hayward. Nobody wants that. Ironhead. Yeah, oh, nobody God. wants that kind of stuff. You know, what, yeah. what's my other guy that used to run over everybody? Um, well, Earl, Campbell. Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell. Earl ish Out of Texas. He played yes. for the Houston Oilers. Probably my favorite running back of all time. Right. But he Earl was looking Campbell. for, he would have had a long career, but he was looking for contact. Yeah. Same with Walter Payton. Right. Sweet. He, would, he would put the head down. Yeah. And he just sweetness. kept the feet moving. Man. Yeah. Sweet. Shame about that guy. Gotta yeah. Love him. I mean, we, yeah. Well, it's unfortunate about his life being cut short. Yes. Um, because, but he's remembered very hey, well. And 34, you can't get nothing wrong. I mean, what I remember is sad Ditka putting the refrigerator in and not yeah. letting my man Walter Score Payton a get a touchdown. Right. Unbelievable. Right. I mean, 
Yeah, I you know that was kind of novel. He wanted the the uh, I guess the entertainment value yeah, out of it. Yeah, man, come but on, Dick Bucker, come on. Should have been Peyton. Should have been Dicker. I mean, I mean Mike Dicker. Yeah, you know, yeah, Mike yeah. Dicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it pissed me off when he did that. There's, you know, we're gonna do a podcast on maybe the the biggest bonehead plays of all time. Yeah, that you could know what? that could be one of them. That was a successful play. I mean, it turned out to be a, a touchdown. It was, but it was bonehead from looking at who got you there and how oh, historic yeah. that would be. But unfortunately, Pete Carroll's gonna be in the mix. I know. Oh, you bet. That that's oh Marshawn Lynch sitting there. They were trying. Oh, oh, I could you do got a whole Beast podcast. Mode. Just Come on that on. play, I could do a whole podcast. That guy is going to live in if, infamy. If, if we're going to do that, you better bring your Skittles. <laughs> hey, I'm just here so I don't, don't get, get fined. fined. That's exactly. it. Exactly. That was it. No, my goodness. All they had to do was run the ball. Oh, I'm still sick over that one. But, hey, you know what? Great plays like that. Great. There are great comebacks. There are, we have so much to talk about coming up. We're going to put together some great podcasts regarding some of the best plays of all time. I can't wait to have Jason Hart on. I'm pretty Man, fired up to have him. Hey, very That's fired be up. Epic. Very yeah. fired up. Love to hear what, you know, the Black Coaching Association is doing for, for black coaches and, and pushing the culture and pushing the movement. Um, I think it's um, definitely uh, inspirational, very informative. And something that we need to support at West Coast. Yeah, absolutely. And we will. You know, we have yep. that initiative. And uh, he's going to be a game changer. We talk game changers all the time. He's on my list. Oh. We can't wait to have him on. Hey, he was a hooper out of Syracuse. Yeah. The boy oh, was yeah. a hooper. Hey, yeah. You know, we talk game changers all the time without realizing. We talk LeBron James. We talk Michael Jordan. Um, there's so many great names. We talk Tiger Woods. Did you Tiger say Sean Harris? Uh, I, I was on my way there. Oh, you're fourth, okay. you're okay. fourth on the list after fourth Tiger on the Woods. List. Listen after here, Tiger man. Woods. Look, I'm putting all ads. <laughs> listen, I'm putting all ads on, on, on notice. Okay? okay, you know you can run, but you can't hide. Okay, you can run, but you can't hide. I'm like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I got two years in NAI. That's okay. You know, like he had two years at JUCO. Before we get to D1, I'm gonna pay my dues right here. But when yep. I get to that level, it's on and popping. Okay, it's on. So on and popping. All right. Because I'm willing Great. to do everything you don't want to do. Okay? So it's on. All right. It's on like Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. <laughs> and, and here's old, the deal. And here's I'm the old deal, school. though. And here's the deal. I'm going to be like Kobe. Sherm, I'm not going to another university. I already had those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not going to mm-hmm. jump ship and then go to a D1. I'm going to build this into a D1. Okay? That's the difference. From the ground up. Then I tell my grandkids about that. You know, mm-hmm. it's easy it was, for me to go jump on a D1. Seriously. But to build it from the ground up, come on. Yeah, seriously from the ground up. When I got here, there were 43 athletes total in three sports, and that was it. You remember the 43 athletes didn't come back. Only 20 of those 43 came back. That's true. When it was Absolutely. all said and done. Yeah, and some of the coaches are no longer with us. No, and so they went on we, to greener we, pastures. We basically started from the bottom. Absolutely. But we're here. What Drake we said? Are. Started from the bottom and we're here. You got a little Drake in you. I, you know what? I do not. It's what? something I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to work on my Drake. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Listen here. Give me a little time. I, you got I'll a little future in you. You got a little future in you. I can do it. You got a little Jay Z in you. I'm gonna need. I'm you gonna got need a little, little Jigga time. in you. Well, see, the thing is, I'm, I'm old school. Old school. I go oh, okay, back. Okay. I go back to Sugar Hill and okay. Houdini. Okay. I'm and, not mad and, at you. I'm not mad at you. So, all right. So you got Houdini. how about Big Big Daddy Kane? Okay. You um, got you got Big Poppin. You got a little Tupac in. Oh man, that would no, be great. No, that's, that's a little. That's a little. Uh, passion the thing is that yeah, the you, thing is that you, what? those guys, no those guys in particular. You know what? You can't. You can't remix those. So guys. you got you, so you got some Cool Mo D. In they were you? Is that they what were too good. Cool Mo D. You can't bring those guys back. Big They're Daddy King. Big Daddy Big, Kane. In you. Remember that? Eric you know B. What? and Rockem. You got Eric B. and Rockem. Somewhere. Eric B. and Rockem. Oh my gosh! And I used to watch all these guys okay. on MTV. Oh, I, okay. I, I thought I, you were gonna tell me you had BET. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I had that too. Yeah, okay. I literally had Black Entertainment Television. Oh, okay. That's funny. Hey, uh, hey so you, you know were what? dancing. You was dancing to the video, sure. I sir, I absolutely did. Oh, so, you oh, bet. That so you and, got a two step, sure. You got a two step. I, I also kind of have a little Eminem in there. Oh, hey, listen, you got a little Eminem. You, you got an Eminem bit. line right now. Um, <laughs> you got an Eminem line right now. 
You know, I'm, I just have to brush up on it. Oh, I, give me a little bit. I want to hear a couple well, bars. Let me hear what uh, you I got. Should, I shouldn't even no, brought that up. You, oh, my goodness. Hey, you said the you one got Eminem a song Eminem. I know that right. I really like is Without Me. Okay, and I don't let's even, go. I don't, let's go. Let's go. I want to hear it right now. Right now. Right now. No, I know. I bring know it, the problem. No, the problem is I won't sound like him. It He's don't just, matter. I want to hear it, Sherm. Are you going to oh let my. the people down? You going to let us down right now? Uh, I don't you gonna, know. You, let the people down? <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I should be better, but I'm really not. Sure. Um, I, I, I know. I got to brush up on my Eminem. Hey, I got to hear the Eminem. Like, We're going to drop that in three. We're oh, going to drop that in three, Sherm. All right. Um, uh, duh. Sherm, three, two, one. Go. All right, well, I've created a monster because nobody wants to see Marshall no more. They want Shady. I'm chopped liver. Well, if you want Shady, then this is what I'll give you. A little bit of weed mixed with some hard liquor. I shouldn't even say those lyrics. <laughs> but I am. Sure. I am. Sure. I am so, My I'm dog, so anti. I'm so hey. anti-drug sure. and anti-drink. Hey. And I'm, dro- sure. I'm dropping to the chest, baby. Hey, sure, <laughs> boy. Hey. Every week, your, your street cred just keep going up, boy. I tell you, boy, I just put another, I put another star on the card, boy. You, you hood certified, Trump. You hood certified. I, I, you know what? I'm so anti-drug and anti-liquor, and I, <laughs> hey, I'm dropping Eminem lyrics. We oh couldn't my God. tell. We couldn't I'm tell. Embarrassed. Right we know what you do on your off time now, sir. Is this what we do? <laughs> I just sit down. I, I sit on YouTube and I watch old videos. That's what I do. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. All right. Okay. So, hey, so you was a classic. This was a classic case of Max Headroom. You, you remember Max I remember Headroom? Max Headroom. I remember MV3. Do you remember mm, MV3? Mm, yes. But, you know, that, I was a TRL dude myself if I was Okay. On, on All right. MTV. The real life. I know. You I know. understand. You know, because hey, that's how I roll, sir. Okay, downtown Julie Brown. You don't know her? about downtown Julie Brown, Sherm. You you don't know you don't know about. I go back five. to the beginning. I go back to Martha. I go back to Kurt Loder. I mean, I go all the way back okay. to the beginning of MTV. You know about Ed Lover too. Ed Lover, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, with uh, who did he have the talk oh, show you don't, with? You don't know. You don't know. No, no, Big I watched. I just come can't. On, remember. It on. was Big Boy. Okay, it was Big Boy. All right, I just want to make Not sure. Big Boy. He was a big boy. Not no, Big no. Boy. That well, was. On there, you know, there, LA radio, but okay. But who was Ed Lover doing the show with? There were two of them. Can who you was do the, the other Ed one? Lover dance? I can't. <laughs> I'm in my closet right can now. I can't even stand Ed up. Lover dance. Sure. No, but can you? Sure How come I, can, I keep man. dropping the lyrics, but you're not doing it? Why aren't you dropping the lyrics? Or let me see you dance. Sure. I got you on video right sure. now. Here, I got here, you on Zoom. Sure. Here's the deal. When when you the big when you the big well, you call the shots, baby. It's big fish. Oh, okay. It's levels All right, I got. I got to get to the top first. Okay. It's levels to this. You win a championship, <laughs> okay. I do whatever you want me to do. Really? Okay, that's my incentive? That's your incentive. I got to win a ring? Got to win a ring. Hang a banner, okay. Sherm. The ring is the thing. Okay. Hey, you got to be the first one to hang the banner. All right. All right. Got to get into conference play first. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's true. That's We're facts. working on it. We're working that's on facts. it. That's All facts. right. Hey. This was great today. I really enjoyed going back and forth. We're going to do it more. I look forward to our next podcast. And again, having Jason Hart on, we have so much to talk about. We're building greatness the warrior way. Yay, yay. And as always, I would like to thank my guest host, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And the gentleman who makes us sound good each and every time we do podcasts, that is Brandon Peterson, our sound engineer. Beep, 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 beep. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast and please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics and we thank you for your support. And keep an eye out for the next podcast. Been watching my moves, watching my steps and my shoes. When everybody did the Gucci and Louis, we was under me shoes. 2012 when we did the Giuseppe's, my jealous was cool. When you love niggas was worried about drugs, we was rocking the lose. If I got the lose, it's not by the rules. Get hit with that chopper, knock right out your shoes. Shorty so proper, she look like a goddess. When I dip inside of the gym like a pool, I bought some rides and I bought some phantoms and dropped out the stick like I dropped out of school. Still a pull up when you hop out with goons. 32 shell, let it pop out the two. I just took a perk, now I'm on another level. Tasting on the money, got me dancing with the devil. Pulled an A for Cobra Brian, mix it purple with the yellow. Talking now, it's hard to keep this together. Jump out the road and jump out the road.